going on, guys? This is Gary. It is Tuesday, the 20th of August, and this is the Let's Talk Soccer podcast. If you know us at all, you most likely know us from Instagram. Our handle is simply at Let's Talk Soccer. And uh, we want to, before we even start, say thank you to everyone who follows us, interacts with us, messages us, leaves comments, uh, likes our stuff. We have surpassed the 29,000 follower mark now. Uh, We are well on our way and quickly on our way to 30,000, which is just beyond anything that Josh and I ever even imagined that this would become. It was really just intended to be sort of a a fun father and son project or passion project or just hobby or interest, and it's really turned into something really special because we get to interact with people. We've made friendships with people all over the world, and it's pretty insane, and there's this common love of Football, the Premier League, fantasy Premier League, as, as much as we love it and hate it at the same time with uh, with the fantasy stuff. But um, but you know what I'm saying. And um, it's really, really special to us, and we never take it for granted. So thank you for trusting in us and, uh, and spending time with us because uh, everybody's busy. You know, life moves fast and... Um, you know, we, we have a lot of regulars, you know, a lot of frequent flyers, we'll call them, uh, on our Instagram page. And, um, you know, we, we thank those guys. They've been with us from the start and, you know, they're messaging us and leaving good comments and they're just, they're just good mates. So, uh, we do appreciate it. So if you haven't followed us yet on Instagram, please do and shoot us a message. Uh, we like to provide insight, uh, perspective, whatever you want to call it. Uh, A lot of um, managers will have a dilemma of trying to decide between this player or that player, or should I take a hit? Uh, Should I use a chip? What do you think of my team? Can you post my team for feedback? And we do everything we possibly can to respond to everyone. Um, Sometimes, especially lately, it's been really, really hard for a couple different reasons. One, uh, Josh is back in school, and he's not only playing football, but he's playing American football, so he's a dual athlete right now. <clears throat> um, and I'm extremely busy with work, so uh, I think sometimes people think maybe this is our job, which would be fantastic if it was, um, but it's not. Um, so we do everything we can, every free minute we have is to reply and respond and, and look up data and look up things that will help, um, you know, create usable, valuable, insightful, or entertaining posts. So anyway, if you send us a message, give us a little bit of time. Um, you know, we have some people that get very anxious and they um, resend their message to us an hour, hour and a half later and... I I wish that we could respond that quickly, but it's just impossible sometimes. Plus, we're in a different part of the world as most other people. So, uh, you know, your middle of the day may be the middle of the night for us. But um, speaking of posting teams, we're starting to see a pattern where a lot of managers have very, very similar or identical teams to one another. It doesn't make sense for us to 
keep posting basically the same team over and over. And it doesn't make sense for the people requesting that either because what you can do that's faster and easier and much more accessible to you is to just go to the posts that have those teams that look similar to yours and read the comments because those comments are going to be exactly the same comments for you and your team, but you just don't have to wait on it. Also, for everyone else out there, we want to post teams that are unique, that um, that go against the, the quote-unquote template, uh, that get people thinking about other options. You know, I hadn't considered that player before. Or, oh yeah, that's, uh, you know, if I do this and do that, then I can get the players that I want into my squad. So it's, it's a way to not only get feedback for an individual, but it's a way to um, help out a bunch of other people as well. All right, enough about that. Let's get into the football, shall we? So let's, before we move forward, let's take a step back and look at game week two. So game week two was an interesting one. It was sort of... Um, Full of surprises, let's say. Um, surprises in that players that were expected, that were almost demanded to do well. Uh, Vardy, Iozzi, Tillemans, Madison. Feels like half of the Leicester City starting 11. Almost is. Um, Frazier, King, uh, Wilson, Jimenez, Jota. All of these players that had... Um, Spots in a lot of our starting 11s didn't have a great game week one. or Some of them had a disastrous game week one. Um, and so the hope was, all right, let's give these guys another week, maybe two. Um, we put them in our squads for a reason, and let's hope for the best. Let's be patient. So we all were, and we still got burned um, in game week two by those guys. So now what we're seeing is we're seeing a lot of transfer activity. These guys are moving out, and they're moving out by the thousands. Now, the flip side of that surprise is that a lot of mid to very low-priced players emerged that had great game weeks and actually maybe even had a great game week one. So we're talking Pookie, um, Ceballos, Lundstrom, I mean, this guy is probably the most popular player. Him and Pook, you're probably the two most popular players in FPL right now. Uh, we've got players like McGinn, um, players that are the, uh, the holy grail that we look for as FPL managers, these, these value players. Uh, these are the guys that not only start on the regular, but they actually get points beyond just sort of the, the standard two for playing, the participation points. These guys are scoring goals. They're keeping clean sheets. Uh, they're assisting, creating big chances. They're getting bonus points. Um, these guys are the studs, right? These are the ones that you want in your squad because then it allows you to do a lot more with the remaining budget. Prices are challenging. Budgets are challenging this season because of the way players are priced. No longer can you have, you know, nine or even ten uh, premium players in your squad and be able to get away with it. Now you've got to find some places to cut back a little bit so that you can bring in 
the Sterlings and the Salas and the Canes and the Aubameyangs um, of this game. So um, it's been interesting, and we see a lot of uh, see a lot of movement towards those those value players. You know, even just looking right now at the top transfers in, we've got. Puki is number one. Ceballos is number two. De Bruyne, who's looking great. Uh, third, Lundstrom, four, and Martial, five. And I'll even include, so of those, De Bruyne is the most expensive. Um, I'll even call Martial mid-priced. He's only, I think, seven and a half. Yeah, now he's 7.6. So his price has gone up a little bit, and deservedly so. But these are the players that allow us to, um, to put those premium players in. So, um, you know, as we talk about value and are looking for those players, let's also remember that some of these guys are sort of still unknowns. Ceballos is an unknown um, for us. They're, he's new to the league. Same with Puki, for that matter. Yes, he was the leading goal scorer in the championship last season, and it looks like he might do the same damn thing um, this season. Who knows? He's already got four goals and is tied at the top with Sterling, but we still don't know. We're, we're hopeful uh, that these guys pan out for a lot of different reasons, but um, you know, we've also got to have a good mix of, of the guys with the history behind them um, that we know consistently do well, and that's why we chose guys like Madison and Frazier and Wilson because they've got history on their side. They're proven performers at this level and can get us a lot of points. So, you know, don't feel bad that you didn't choose, um, you know, Pieters in your team or Lundstrom for your squad because there's really no way to have known, right? Um, That's why you have a wild card. That's why you have free transfers. And you may even think that you want to take a hit. Um, but also, don't get uh, drawn into the shiny new objects so much so that you completely undo all of the strategy. And we know that, like us, you guys invest a lot of time in putting that first team together. And you're tinkering with it, and you're looking at fixtures, and you're looking at points per match and things like that, and trying to get the right balance to your squad because you don't want an imbalanced squad. Um, So don't undo all the hard work you did. You did it for a reason. Make subtle changes. Of course, wild card uh, goes well beyond those subtle changes if you'd like. But but don't feel like you are, are compelled to change drastically if you don't think you need to be. Try to uh, have some objectivity when you're doing this. And I think that's sort of part of the value that we bring is um, we're able to be a little more objective. Um, You know, each of us are so close to our teams and so down in the weeds um, and focused on a player or a performance that we don't step back and look at it you know, sort of holistically and think, okay, this is about uh, points per week as a team, not as an individual player or even a couple of players. And really backing it out even further, this is about 38 of those games compiled together uh, with the different players I'll have in and all the points that they'll earn.
So still extremely early in the season. Um, and not to worry if you're not doing as well as you'd like. I don't think any of us are, um, unless you're in the top 10, I suppose, um, where we all want to be. But just because somebody's doing really well now, a new player, doesn't mean, A, that you need to get them immediately because they may fall off the face of the earth and not have another good um, performance until game week 14. And you need to be prepared for that if you bring these guys in. Um, so stick with what you got. And uh, and just, like I said, have some belief in, um, in all the work that you put into this. That being said, if you're looking to make other moves, so for instance, maybe you want to bring De Bruyne into your team. Um, and he's expensive. He's um, certainly going to increase in price again. He's already at 9.6. I'm sure he'll go up again very, very soon. And we also do try to, uh, to post those uh, imminent price changes so that you have a little bit of time to make transfers if you'd like, um, and we do our best to stay on top of those. Um, but bringing in someone like a Lundstrom, um, especially if he's going to start on the regular, and especially because really he's an attacking mid um, for his team, but for whatever reason, thankfully, FPL has him labeled as a defender. So um, he also gets full clean sheet points as well. Um, and He's an attacker, so so that's a good thing. Um, what else do we want to talk about here? Let's talk about some uh, some players going forward. And what we've done is on our Instagram account at Let's Talk Soccer, we have posted the FDRs for the next five game weeks for every team. And as we can see, as we're looking at it. Uh, Aston Villa have a lovely set of fixtures ahead um, out of the upcoming next five fixtures. All of them are twos except for Arsenal away, which is a four. Uh, Bournemouth, also very attractive. Uh, yes, they play Man City this weekend, but after that, it's pretty smooth sailing for the next four weeks. Um, Burnley have, play away to Wolves. This weekend, and then home to Liverpool. But then after that, uh, they're looking good. And, you know, Wolves didn't look super impressive um, against Man U. And Liverpool have shown that, that they can give up goals, uh, no matter how silly uh, Adrian uh, had made that one. Um, they do give up goals. So, uh, you know, if you're thinking about Barnes um, or you've already got him in your squad, Maybe someone you want to hold on to. Chelsea look good. The only, uh, in terms of fixtures, the only problem is I don't know that they look that great on the field. And I still think that Lampard is tinkering with his starting 11. And so you may not have the consistency yet of knowing sort of who's nailed on and who's not. Um, Everton have a really appealing uh, stretch ahead. They don't go above a three in the FDR until... Game week seven, which is Man City at home. Uh, next two games, Leicester City have twos. They play Sheffield United away and Bournemouth at home. Um, so Man City have a nice stretch. Man United have a nice stretch. So there's lots of teams. West Ham even, uh, although I don't know that I love 
players other than Fabianski probably from that team. Um, but you definitely have some choices. All right, let's then look at upcoming fixtures and talk about some potential players that we want there. So we've got Austin Villa and Everton. Uh, if Digne is healthy, which hopefully he is, um, he, of course, is a great one to have. If not, I think Coleman is a good get. Uh, if you have Richarlison or Sigurdsson, I suppose hold on to them um, because of the fixtures that Everton have coming up. But if you wanted to replace one of them with a Martial or something like that, I really can't uh, blame you for doing that. On the Austin Villa side, um, we know that there are a few players that are somewhat um, appealing for them. So, uh, you know, if you're looking for enablers and, um, and players that are cheap that you want to put in your squad, then by all means, um, you know, grabbing a Villa player or two isn't so bad, especially because of their upcoming fixture. So Heaton and Goal. I think Mings has been doing a great job defensively. Uh, McGinn, of course, whose price had gone up just a bit to 5.6 million is doing great. Douglas Louise at 4.5 could be another one of those um, value players. So definitely um, some good players to be had, it seems, from Aston Villa. All right, Chelsea go to Norwich. We've talked about Pookie, and we know what he's all about. And, uh, you know, there's no denying what this guy can do. If you transfer him in and he doesn't perform, if he blanks this weekend and even next weekend and maybe even the weekend after that, it's okay. These things are going to happen. Um, whether you have them in your team or not, they're still going to happen to people. So just know that um, you know uh, popular players, players with high ownership, if it's happening to you, it's happening to lots of others as well. But from that Norwich side... Um, Cantwell, of course, is an enabler at 4.5. Buendia's been playing quite well for the club. He's at $6 million. Um, and then we talked about Mr. Pookie. On the Chelsea side, um, perhaps defensively, although I'm not sure yet, I don't mind Kepa in goal, quite honestly. I think Mason Mount is um, a... Tremendous young talent, and I think he'll do well for Chelsea once they sort of find their footing. <clears throat> and I'm not sure that they've found it yet. Um, but if you're willing to take a punt, I think he's a good one to get. Same with Pulisic. Uh, not the best um, start for him last weekend. But, you know, remember, this is a top six club in the best league in the world. And, um, you know, even the best of players, the most world-class players, get nervous a little bit. So um, I do think that Pulisic will prove to be quite an FPL value uh, this season. And then, of course, we're not quite sure who the nailed-on striker for Chelsea is just yet. Brighton and Southampton. <clears throat> Excuse me. So for Brighton, uh, we know that Matty Ryan is a very popular FPL asset right now. <clears throat> I think Duncan Duffy, so Dunk's price went from 4.5 to 4.6. Overnight, uh, Montoya is a very interesting um, enabler as well at 4.5, and he plays in that sort of wing-back <clears throat> role as well. 
Um, Gross is doing okay at 6'5", although I think there's probably better options. Trossard at 6, <clears throat> I think is very promising. And then up top, I don't know if anybody's nailed on there yet, so I think I'd probably stay <clears throat> away um, from the uh, Brighton strikers. On the Southampton side of things, uh, you know what? No one, honestly, and I do like um, I do like Southampton, but I just don't think FPL wise um, they're all that that good to have. And I feel the same way, honestly, about Watford um, players in FPL. Um, Crystal Palace go to Manchester United, so Juan Basaka against his former club. <clears throat> he, of course, is a great player to have in your squad, uh, even. Having conceded that goal against Wolves last night, he was still on two bonus points before he got the yellow card. And that sort of wiped out his chances of, of getting bonus. But that just shows you what kind of player he is, that as a defender, still getting bonus despite conceding a goal. So I think for that team, he's a good one to have. Manu's an exciting team right now. Um, you know, uh, of course, barring uh, Pogba's flubbed... Um, Penalty kick, but otherwise, you know, they should be 2-0 and right now. <clears throat> um, Rashford looks to be a good get. Martial looks to be a good get. And personally, I would stay away from Pogba. I think a lot of folks had gone with Pogba thinking that, um, you know, he's also on penalties. But my guess is um, that it's going to go back to Rashford because I think either in the first game of the season or uh, some games leading up to, you know, in preseason, towards the end of preseason, uh, he was taking them. So I wouldn't be surprised there. Crystal Palace, uh, I don't know. There's Kelly at $4 million defensively. Um, he is uh, a possibility and an enabler. I don't know that he will keep starting forever, um, but enjoy it, I guess, while you can. Uh, and maybe Milivojevic, uh, Benteke, and Zaha haven't really done much uh, um, for any of their owners right now. Leicester go to Sheffield United, so if you've got any of the Leicester guys that we listed earlier, uh, maybe don't lose faith on them. I do think that... Um, Ben Chilwell, if he's fit, and right now he's 75% chance from a hip injury, he's great to have. Um, if not, uh, Ricardo Pereira is another strong defender. And like we said, um, for the next two game weeks, their fixtures look rather tasty. Uh, West Ham go to Watford. <clears throat> Talked a little bit about players from both teams. Uh, Fabianski and goal, I think, is great because of the bonus points, the, you know, the saves that he gets. He'll at least average uh, over the course of the season one extra point per game just based on uh, tallying up some saves. I think a lot of folks had Holler. Not a lot, but uh, he was a somewhat popular striker, and he's injured, and also he just hasn't been delivering. Liverpool and Arsenal, uh the match of the weekend for sure, at least in terms of anticipation. Uh, don't lose faith in those Liverpool defenders just yet, although I think a lot of people are moving from uh, having two in the back to maybe just one, which I'm fine with even if 
everybody was healthy and Allison was back there in goal. Um, you know, questions have arisen of, you know, is Mane a better uh, get than Salah? And I remember we all had this same debate last season and, um, you know, Salah uh, led FPL in points scored or earned and uh, also the league in goals scored along with Mane um, and Aubameyang. But um, I, I still think just even from a uh, from an ownership standpoint, I think Salah is a better get if you can afford him. If you can't, if you need that uh, other million, then by all means, uh, Mane is by no stretch um, a bad choice whatsoever, uh, not even a little bit. Uh, some folks still have Origi. I don't know how much longer he's going to be a starter. I don't even think he started last game, so I would say bye-bye to Origi. From the Arsenal side of things, of course, you've got uh, Aubameyang. It looks like Lacazette. Uh, he did start last game. He did get a goal. Um, so he may be back in the mix and, of course, is uh, is a million and a half cheaper than Aubameyang. Uh, Maitland-Niles seems to be a really popular um, defender right now. Yeah, he has 14 um, FPL points, but this is one of those where, you know, uh, he's 5 million, so it's not an insignificant amount, and he's got Liverpool, Spurs coming up, and then uh, three weeks after that, he's away at Man United. So um, I think I would rather, uh, for another 0.6 million, just get Ceballos um, because uh, clean sheets don't matter nearly as much to him, and he gets um, all those attacking points. I'm, I'm curious to see if he'll be able to to um, to continue this run that he's having. Um, and then three games on Sunday, Man City at Bournemouth. We know the City players. Um, we've got Sterling and De Bruyne are by far the two most popular. I think Ederson, if you're going to get a Man City defender, I think Ederson personally is the best way to go because he is as nailed on as it gets in a pep system. And I still think Bernardo Silva is a good get. I think we'll see him more. Pep loves him, and he's a great player. He's a playmaker. Uh, Newcastle go to Spurs. <clears throat> I don't know um, many, if any, other than maybe Hayden, uh, of managers that own uh, Newcastle assets in their FPL team. But for Spurs, of course, Harry Kane. And I think it is important to have a premium striker in your club or in your FPL squad, and there's a lot of people that don't. Um, but I think if we talk balance, it's good to have one there. And, uh, you know, Kane and Aubameyang are priced the way they are because of um, the points they can generate. <clears throat> so I think Kane's a good one. He's an obvious captain for this game week. Uh, Sun comes back. He's no longer suspended for the red card. I'm curious to see if Pochettino will sort of ease him back in, maybe not give him the start. Maybe he will, and he'll take him off early. But I don't know that Sonny's going to play a full 90 for Spurs, whether he starts and comes off early or um, is on the bench and then comes on later in the game. And then Burnley and Wolves, um, you know, all aboard the Barnes train for sure. Um, you know, Burnley have looked impressive in their attack. Pope back in goal is um, is a good bet. Pieters, as we talked about, uh, with 15 FPL points. 
um, seems to be one of those good enabler values. Uh, Midfield-wise, I don't know. Maybe McNeil or Westwood, possibly Gunmanson. Um, but then, of course, Barnes up top uh, is on fire right now. So uh, hopefully, if you're bringing him in this week, he still has that same level of, um, of ability and uh, scoring goals, maybe assisting a couple, getting those points for you. And then on the Wolves' side, um, I really don't like anybody defensively. Yes, uh, Patricio had a lovely um, stop on Pogba's penalty kick, but, but outside of that, I, I don't think the Wolves' defense, and especially um, because of Doherty, I don't know that there is special uh, FPL-wise. I'm not talking real life here, but FPL-wise, I just don't think the appeal is there as much. Um, you know, Dendocker continues to get starts. Um, he's close to scoring. He's close to assisting, so he could be another great value at that 4.5 million uh, midfielder level. And then um, I would say don't lose the faith in Jota or Jimenez because I think it's just a matter of time before they start banging them in. From a captain's standpoint, mentioned um, Kane already, and I think he will be uh, by far and away the most captained player of the weekend. Um, let's see who else would be interesting. Uh, I think Rashford and Martial will be up there as good captain options. I think Vardy could be a good one. A uh, little bit of a risk because of his form, but... Um, I think he'll deliver against Sheffield. Um, who else? Son, if you're willing to take a gamble that he's going to start, uh, could be a good one. You know, just because Liverpool and Arsenal play doesn't mean that that you know their guys aren't going to score goals. Um, but I just think Kane looks to be, uh, without question, the best uh, captain candidate for game week three. So what we're going to do is we're going to keep posting. Uh, useful information, insightful information, tips on uh, the Let's Talk Soccer Instagram page. Keep coming back. Keep shooting us messages. And uh, that's going to do it. About 30 minutes of chat. Hopefully you enjoyed it. And give us a follow on Instagram. Until later, we wish you nothing but green arrows. And for Josh, this is Gary saying peace and goodbye.